Well, I'm here at my son Isaac and his wife Jessica's house on March the 31st recording a message that will be played this Lord's Day for Jackson Bible Church and all others who may be able to see it. We're doing this because we're in a very interesting time right now in the midst of a pandemic and it grieves my heart that we are not together on the Lord's days, the last two, and then this upcoming. In my mind's eye, I see many of you, and I miss you, and I long for the day we can be back together around our Lord Jesus Christ and sing the hymns and songs and praise Him in prayer and confession of sin and taking the Lord's Supper together and fellowshipping and all the things that we're so blessed to do as a congregation. So I want to bring something from God's Word to you. I'm not an expert in pandemics nor politics. These are complex times, and we certainly need to pray for those that are on the front lines, uh, treating the sick, uh, looking for vaccination, and, and then our leaders that are trying to make the best decisions they can. And we're thankful that we had can turn to God's Word at this time. And so I want to bring some thoughts to you that I trust will be a comfort to God's people. And if in the providence of God, God directs someone to hear this message that does not know Christ, my prayer for you is that you would open your heart in genuine repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know what all God intends at this time, but I do know that God is on the throne as He's always been. The passage on my mind right now is Psalm 115. Verse 1 says, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto Thy name give glory for Thy mercy and for Thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. He is the Most High. He is the God on the throne. He is the God who rules and reigns. He doesn't ask permission. He does what He pleases. He rules from eternity to eternity. He rules from north to south and from east to west. There is no spot where God's kingdom does not extend. Psalm 103 verse 19 says, The Lord hath prepared His throne in the heavens, and His kingdom ruleth over all. And so I don't know what 
God has in mind, but I do know that God is sovereign. He rules and reigns. I do know that he has taught us in his word that there are some things that we can know that he's doing. He is building his church. He is calling out a people to himself. He is quickening them and making them alive, and he is giving them a new heart to love him and obey him. And he's doing that worldwide. He has the world's attention right now. All the nations of the world are trembling, are, I trust, humbled. And yet, I fear, maybe not humbled because man's heart is so hard and so steeped in sin that it takes a miracle on the same level as the parting of the Red Sea or the raising of Lazarus from the dead. It takes that kind of miracle to humble a proud heart. And yet God specializes in humbling the proud. And I trust that during this time he's building his church, he's humbling the proud before judgment comes. He is working all things together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. He is opening hearts as he did with Lydia in Acts 16, 14. He opened Lydia's heart and she attended to the things that Paul said. God specializes in changing hearts. Perhaps he will change a multitude of hearts at this time. God is showing us that he's God and that we're not. We have been so foolish for so long. And I say we, I mean the inhabitants of this world, all peoples, all nations. We have thought that life is about us and that our success, our comfort, our convenience, our pleasure, our entertainment. And it's like God has put a pause on all that so that maybe we will look up. And I trust that maybe God is directing hearts to look up. Nebuchadnezzar was out of his mind until he looked up and his reason returned to him. I think that at all times God is doing things. We know he's doing these things that I've just mentioned. He's building his church. He's opening hearts. He's humbling the proud. He's showing that he's God and we're not. He's showing his glory. But I think he's always doing these things, but probably 10,000 more things that we are not aware of. And so what we do is, as Christians, we trust him. We don't trust him when merely the sun is shining and when the health is good and the economy is strong and the stock market's rising. We trust him when there's nothing else. We're in a pandemic, beloved. That's nothing. One day the scripture says that the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. This is nothing as to what's coming. Man's heart is failing him for fear. Many are realizing perhaps 
for the first time. Their house of straw cannot stand. Beloved, there's only one place to stand, and it's in the Lord Jesus Christ, God's dear Son, God in the flesh. Read the Bible, read the Gospels, and see who Jesus is. Matthew says he's the king, the one who fulfills all the Old Testament prophecies. Mark says he's the perfect servant, always obeying, never straying. Luke says he's the perfect man, unlike the first man, Adam, who rebelled and sinned and led the race away from God. Jesus is the perfect man. He leads a new people back to God. He becomes the mediator between God and men. John says he's the Word made flesh. He's God with us. He's the great I Am. Do you know Him? Do you know Him? Do you know Him when the lights and the mood music and the entertainment and all the, the props are unable to function? Do you know Christ? For those who do, we can be like a little child. We can trust Him. We can repose in His sovereignty. The sovereignty of God is like a soft pillow for the saint's head. It is like a strong, solid rock under our feet to stand on when everything else is crumbling and falling. And so I think that God is at all times, whether times of prosperity or times of adversity, He is turning our eyes up. He is speaking. Harden not your hearts. Hear His voice today. Ecclesiastes 7.14 says, In the day of prosperity, be joyful. God has given us many days of prosperity. Did you thank Him? Did you give Him glory? Did you bow down before Him and worship Him? Did you praise Him? with sincerity and with all your heart? Or did you fall in love with the things that God gives and they became idols of your heart? Again, Ecclesiastes 7.14, In the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider. For God hath set the one over against the other to the end that man should find out nothing after him. So God does days of prosperity and he gives days of adversity and in those days of adversity we are to consider that's to be a teaching time it's to be a learning time it's to show us some things about ourselves and we are to consider the psalmist said again it is good for me that I've been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes and so God gives days of prosperity God gives days of adversity and he doesn't reveal the future. He doesn't tell us what's coming after that. And so we are called to be humble and to trust him. Because he's in control. He always has been. Spurgeon said, I believe that every particle of dust that dances in the sunbeam does not move an atom more or less than God wishes. 
that every particle of spray that dashes against the steamboat has its orbit as well as the sun in the heavens, that the chaff from the hand of the winnower is as much steered as the stars are in their courses, that the creeping of an aphid over a rosebud is as much fixed as the march of the devastating pestilence, that the fall of the leaves from a poplar tree is as fully ordained as the tumbling of an avalanche. This was Spurgeon's way of saying God is sovereign. He's in control. He is doing things. He is getting our heart's attention. There is something worse than getting the coronavirus and dying from it. There is something far worse, and that would be dying without Christ. But for the Christian, to live is Christ, to die is gain. And so, we trust in the one who is on the throne, who is the Most High, who made this universe and all things in it, including you and me, for his glory. This is his story. He's the director, the producer, the writer, the leading actor. We're props. We're supporting actors. We come across the stage for about five seconds and we pass off the stage and others come behind us. And our job when we're on the stage is to point to him because it's his story and it's his glory. And God is showing us in these days of testing and hardship. We do not minimize the hardships that people are facing. We grieve, we feel a sadness for those that may lose a loved one or that may lose a job, a business that may go under. But those things are temporal in the big scheme. And we should help one another where we can to relieve some of those temporal miseries. But beloved, Christ can relieve eternal misery. He can address our great need, and that is to be right with God. Are you right with God? This is the time. This is the day of salvation. I urge you, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. I say these things to you who may be outside of Christ, maybe to you who have wandered away. You made a profession for a while. You walked a while in what appeared to be a true discipleship, and now you have turned away. And through this, perhaps God is bringing you back. Do not kick against him. Bow the knee. I found some words written by John Ryland in 1777 that I think so beautifully describes for us the extent of God's sovereignty that he rules over the sunbeams and the dust particles in them 
and the fall of the leaves off a poplar tree and the dash of spray on a steamboat. Or as Jesus said, the fall of a sparrow or the numbering of the stars and calling them by their names. God is not absent. He is at work. Do not be among the skeptics and the scoffers. Hear his voice today. Humble yourself. Bow to his sovereign rule. John Ryland said, Sovereign ruler of the skies, ever gracious, ever, ever wise, all my times are in thy hand, all events at thy command. His decree who formed the earth fixed my first and second birth. Parents, native place and time, all appointed were by him. He that formed me in the womb, he shall guide me to the tomb. All my times shall ever be ordered by his wise decree. Times of sickness, times of health, times of penury and wealth, times of trial and of grief, times of triumph and relief, times the tempter's power to prove, times to taste a Savior's love. All must come and last and end, as shall please my heavenly friend. Plagues and deaths around me fly, till he bids, I cannot die. Not a single shaft can hit, till the God of love thinks fit. And so there's a saint of God, a preacher, who saw God's rule as great comfort to his soul. And we see it as well today, dear brother or sister in Christ. This is our joy. This is our assurance. This is our comfort. We trust in the God who is on the throne. We trust that he is for us and not against us. Now, the sovereignty of God can be misapplied, of course. The sovereignty of God does not mean we are to live recklessly or carelessly or be foolhardy. If we're crossing the street, we should look both ways, twice. We should not walk out into the street with our eyes closed and say, well, God is sovereign and he won't let me get hit. Uh, we are to use wisdom. We are to use the mind that God gave us. We're not to test God. Satan would have us test God. Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness and he said, cast yourself down from the temple. His angels will catch you. You won't dash your foot against a stone and Jesus said, Thou shalt not put the Lord thy God to the test. And so we trust in God. We are not to test our God. We're to trust our God. And we are to rest there in his sovereign and gracious care of his people. Jesus said, Fear not, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And so there we stand. Beloved, fear not. Our God says, I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand.
And so pray, pray that God would be merciful and send some relief for this virus, that God would heal bodies if it would please him, that God would comfort those who lose a loved one, lose a family member, a parent, a child. This is a stark reminder that we are mortal and that if we live 70 years and maybe 80, that is but a vapor, it's but a little brief period of time. And so I urge you today in the name of Jesus, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Call on his name and you will find mercy. Come to Jesus. He will not cast you away. Trust him and we shall see him soon. He is shaking things and perhaps the shaking is just beginning. And Hebrews chapter 12 says that eventually all things that can be shaken are going to be shaken and will crumble and will be removed and the only thing that will stand is the kingdom of Christ and I praise God that it's the father's good pleasure to give his flock the kingdom let's pray together I pray our father for our church what a blessed thing that you have done to put together a people called Jackson Bible Church and that you have given us the privilege of walking together through the ups and downs of life. And Lord, I pray for my dearly beloved brothers and sisters. Some are struggling today with the anxiety and with fear, with worry on their minds, with concern over loved ones. And, and Lord, we hear your word say, to cast our care on you, you care for us. And we would have to say, Lord, with the psalmist, what time I am afraid. For Lord, I do fear. We, we are weak and we imagine in our mind a thousand snares before our feet. And yet we can say with the psalmist, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And so, Lord, we have an opportunity today to glorify you in these uncertain times by trusting in you, our sovereign God. You are the true and living, triune, eternal, glorious, worthy God of your people. And we thank you that you are in control. And so we pray, Lord, grant us open doors to speak your name to others. I pray for those that are in the healthcare profession, please strengthen and bless them we have several in our own church please protect them we pray for our leaders over us lord you told us to pray for them always but oh how much more during these days give them wisdom restrain their sinful impulses lord to to seize power or to to do that which is for their own benefit restrain that we pray and give them humility before you and, and wisdom from your spirit. We thank you for 
the promises of God that are, are yea and amen in Christ and that we can stand upon in uncertain times. And we hear you say, Why are you fearful? Oh, ye of little faith, it is I, I am here. And so be glorified, our Lord, during these days. Guard your people, hold us fast. We bless your holy name this day, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.